Hi, my name's Kelly Pennington, and for my early childhood education research podcast, I wanted to talk about what I chose. And today I chose the type of equity and education topic regarding low finance and education. I chose this topic because I have personal experiences with disadvantages uh, within my family growing up, and I had to overcome many obstacles. The school system in many ways helped me, but as a growing child, Bad instances stuck out more than the good, sadly. So I wanted to talk about this within why I grew up with many challenges and within that low-income family. I think one realization I had was that schoolwork was low priority for me because I was more worried about my parents making sure that they were working hard enough. They were always worrying, so that made me worry. Uh, They did the best they can, and I cherish everything I had growing up. But uh, my dad didn't graduate high school. So, you know, he was smart in other ways. He did trade work. He's a framer and builds houses. So he was always tired when he got home, and my mom was a a registered nurse. So they both were really tired, and homework wasn't top priority for me. And I found a good quote by... Julian F. Stahl, and she wrote in the Early Childhood Research Quarterly article, and it says, low parental education and migration background predicted lower quality more strongly than poverty in single-parent households. This stuck out to me tremendously because in my personal experience, um, lower, the lower poverty and parental education was exactly what I had fit into. Now, since my dad didn't finish high school and having little help, I want to think about all the other children in school with single-parent households or their parents in the same situation I had. And they definitely need more educational support, such as tutoring and uh, free access or more support from the school. Now, finances and living struggles affect children in many ways. In a good way, I saw clothing is um, these children, when it's cold during the winter, they don't have a jacket or food in their little bellies. But I thought in high school, it was great. One of my old teachers had a box full of uh, granola bars or fruit snacks. And, you know, if we were hungry, she was gladly giving us food. And to some, that might actually be their only food for a little while. Behavioral issues also reflect with uh, low finances because some of these little guys or girls have struggles at home that they're trying to deal with. So when they come to school, that's not what they're thinking about. They're not thinking about their education. And then also homework. Like I said prior, I didn't think about homework growing up, and some of these kiddos don't have the support at home. Unwillingly, of course, these parents sometimes are working or they don't have a parent to help them. And this reminded me of a story of me regarding food. One day, I was in first grade, and I had I walked into the lunchroom, and I was standing in line with all my friends. And granted, I was a shy little girl, so anything embarrasses me, keep in mind. And it was my turn in line, and the lunch lady asked my name. I said Kelly Ransom at the time. And she looked right at me and said, oh, you don't have money to eat today. 
And as a little first grader, I was confused because I just wanted food, you know. I didn't, I didn't think about the repercussions of my family not being able to pay that day because they couldn't, you know. They could not afford it. And at the time, we didn't have the free food yet. Um, and so I just looked at her, and she gave me a stamp on my hand and sent me straight to a table where I was sitting alone And I was watching all these kids eat, and I'll never forget this. A teacher walked right up to me. Her name was Miss Kelly. Same name as me. I loved that. (laughs) But she handed me half of her peanut butter and jelly and sat with me. And I will forever remember that. I was so young. I'm 23 now, and I still remember this teacher unconditionally giving me her half of her lunch because she saw that I was alone and I had no food. Now, regarding the lady that didn't give me the food, which I understand we didn't pay, I was more concerned that I didn't get as much support because I just didn't have the money when that teacher didn't mind that I didn't go without eating as a little first grader. She easily could have maybe other ways is sent me to the office and have me call my mom and see if my mom could bring me lunch or maybe saw, gave me the one lunch and I just owed and I would get maybe a letter home saying that I owed money. But I'll remember that forever. And to end this, um, I really wanted to talk about our community and the whole point of this equality within our education and society today. And if we fight for this equality of low-income families, hopefully we can support with the financial struggles and effects these students have. Uh, ways that we can, I was thinking about this was um, tutors. Tutors are great. Um, I remember in my community college and even high school and maybe even lower, I didn't know at the time, is there are free tutors. And I feel like as a future edu- educator or even a future parent to sought out for these tutors that are free and able to support our students and children Uh, for a better education. And with the tutors, these tutors, there's different kinds. There's English, there's math, and there's some that could just support you when you're writing a paper. And I believe that's super important because these children that don't have the needs at home or the free help at home can go to school and have this safe environment to just ask questions without any repercussions. And to me, that is so important. Another thing that I remember growing up is um, families donated clothes. So if these children grew out of their winter clothes or winter jackets, there would be winter jackets, I remember, in the nurse's office. And so my teacher one time actually sent me to the nurse's office And without any of the other students knowing, I was able to get a jacket and go back outside and play with my friends. And to me, that was just so awesome. I got a free jacket. But I never knew that these parents are actually donating jackets that they don't want anymore, which is amazing to me. And then the snacks. Like I talked before about snacks. Um, Finances... You don't think about these children sometimes are opening their lunchbox and maybe have bread or maybe nothing at all. And so to me, it is so important to remember that maybe as a future educator to have these extra little snacks for your students and 
these students are able to just pick up a little snack and have their tummies full for some of the day, or maybe even having a second lunch. And if a child doesn't have any allergies or anything, you're able to give this to the student. Now, to me, that is just amazing. And finances with education kind of coexist, in my opinion, because many children are living in poverty, or there's many children that aren't. And there are many advantages and disadvantages. And I didn't talk much about the advantages of children that come from high class or middle class families that don't have to really worry about certain things, which in my opinion is great. But also sometimes when you are looking through a tunnel, you're not able to fully see the people that are struggling. And some of my friends maybe not never saw that I some days was so hungry or that I just needed food that day. My parents gave me everything I ever asked for, don't get me wrong, but I feel like some families that are coming from high class have this tunnel vision, and it's so important to remember that if you can help, always help. Help your community, and our community is perfect. I personally live in Oak Harbor, and there's so many food drives, and even it was awesome during COVID in the summer, children were able to come get lunches or even, I think it was in a spring term, they were all able to come get lunches for free because they technically still went to that school. And so every day, these teachers would line up and have sacks of lunches, and children were able to come ride their bikes, walk over, and just grab a sack of lunch, which probably helped many, many parents. And to me, that is building community and ways of building equality within our financial system. And I truly am proud to live in Oak Harbor after seeing that. But I really do appreciate everyone's time and my little podcast about low finance and education. And I hope you learned something today. Thank you.